This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Hey, Grant, help me uh, help me understand this Joe and Rom move to live golf a little bit because... You know, I mean, huge news over the last week. Rom obviously going to live, and I feel like the, you know, the 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 Shohei Otani signing. Although it's not like he was leaping leagues or anything. There's no challenge to Major League Baseball supremacy over the sport. There is in in golf, but these are the sort of decisions that leave a huge wake behind them, and then everybody else kind of makes their decisions sometimes based off of that. That's what you're seeing now in the major leagues. What it, what does Rom's decision to to play now with Live Golf do for the rest of the sport? Well, I think he saw this December thirty first deadline, and whether they meet, I don't think they're going to meet that. But I did read something the other night indicating that there there is some plan uh, by <laughs> by which the PGA Tour may survive this, and, and Live is going to go on next year. But uh, I think Rom saw a chance to have his cake and eat it too. And he can see because of his majors performances, he can play all the majors for the next five years, even being on the other tour, plus making this. He's going to make more money uh, in this contract than the PGA Tour paid out all last year, I think I read. Which wow. is just, I mean, the, the money that, <laughs> you know, what was the high baseball? Well, the highest was $43 uh, million a year until, until Otani went for $70 million a year. And now I saw today that Soto uh, is going to play for chump change for $34 million next year at Yankee Stadium. And then he, he's a free agent again. So what's his contract going to be? Probably, I would guess, with the Yankees again after that, wouldn't you guys? I mean, uh, there are only so many franchises that can afford to pay that kind of money. You've got to get but, rid of uh, John Carlos. If you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're the Yankees, like, wow, that contract and what he, his production has just been uh, under par. But he's already been contacted by Judge, and uh, yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you know, Carlos Stanton, the, those guys are welcoming him in, I guess, with open arms, and why wouldn't they, uh, if they can afford think, to pay that? Grant, did you see that deal with uh, with Draymond Green yesterday? Do you, do you think there's a there's something going on with him that that's? I mean, that looked kind of malicious and blatant, like that 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 might be a longer suspension, huh? Yeah, it could be. Uh, I was distracted last night, Matt, by watching my St. Louis Blues lose 6-4 to four to Detroit, and I saw today that they fired the coach after the game. I mean, they're probably looking at another year of not making the playoffs. And, and uh, I mean, they, they, they pulled their goalie uh, on a power play with about two minutes left down one goal and immediately coughed it up and gave up an easy goal. So I don't know if that was the last straw or uh, or what, but uh, yeah, the, Draymond's kind of had his issues this year. He's had his issues for a long time. It's just kind of bubbling up. It's not even at the. Are you been a third end of the season? He's had three ejections. That I was, mean, that was bad. I thought that was, was bad. bad for I mean, him. Yeah. he tried to say that it was. He was just trying to sell a foul. Yeah, he sold the right hook into into another man's face. That's what that was. It's exactly what I saw there. Um, well, you know, Eric said had five ejections now, including two in the same building. Uh, you know, in the Oklahoma deal, and uh, they're they're trying to, as he said, they're six and four this year. I believe they've been nine and one in his other years at Arkansas to this point, maybe the last three years, something like that. Um, couldn't you see, so, did you sense that building a little bit? I, I Watching that game in the first half, and you see Mutz just sort of leaning against the scorer's table, and it looks like he's gritting his teeth, man. Looks like he's got those lips tightly pursed together, and I thought to myself, I think there may be a T coming at some point. I don't know if it would be yeah, two of them, but I th- I, you could kind of feel that explosion coming because that, to me, was uh, just like the pop topping off, you know, all the pressure building for the first month of trying to figure out rotations and minutes and get the yeah. guys to play defense. And it just hasn't happened the way he wants. I thought that's what that was about. It was more he's, a month's worth he, of frustration. He's frustrated. And I think maybe the play that set him off the most was that when battle went in there and got racked up pretty good with no call, you know, that's one of those where the player looks to the official and says, well, you know, how come there's no foul? And, 
plays going down the other end of the court. But he talked to us Monday night uh, about the fact that they're, they're they may change uh, some things, starting lineup rotations, and, and the biggest thing. I think he said was that they've got to keep the player in front of them. I mean, they, they've got um, some issues defensively this year that he really hasn't had at Arkansas. He, he talked about the point guards he's had in the past that were so good defensively and uh, could cover even out to two and three players. And this year it's just not happened that way. So, uh, yes, they defeated Purdue and they defeated Duke, but uh, – I noticed in the net the other day they were like they were like one fourteen mm-hmm. before the Oklahoma game, right? I mean that, that seems crazy. So they've got work to do, but they got a long time to do it. And uh, I, I imagine he's got their attention in practice this week. You know, Eddie Sutton used to he used to love having these times of like a week to practice. He, he would call them gut practices, you know, and they would just go back to the floor and figure it out. So uh, maybe we'll see a, a different look on Saturday. It was hilarious at the Must Show the other day, Matt. Um, they have a sec- I think the second segment is, is you know, ask the coach, and Zim is out in the crowd. Somebody asks a question about, is it difficult to keep your players focused when they don't have very many games? <laughs> and there aren't that many games this month. Must's answer was, well, they're, they're, they're not going to be any shortage of activity for them, that's for sure. Like, they should be okay being focused in practice because – uh, he's a whirling dervish in practice, but that I agree, man. I mean, this is this is when this is when you got to get out and 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 do a lot of coaching. I think he's comfortable doing that. On the well, women's side, the, Grant, it's well, just yeah. I was going to say one quick thing. Mark sure. is back pretty healthy again, and then I think uh, I believe Brazil was going to maybe try to practice by today, and maybe he'll be okay for Saturday. So uh, that can make a difference. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's go to the women next. I saw their last game also. Well, and and if it's a matter of of uh, of depth of of who's available of who's healthy, you know, I thought at the start of the season before Jersey Wolfenbarger transfers out, you thought ah, there 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 looks like there's some depth here. Well, two players are no longer on the team that I think you'd expect we're going to get a lot of playing time. Jersey and Sasha, uh, Emery Ellis has the elbow injury. We don't know how long that'll affect her. She was only back on the court, I think, for three or four games. Um, after the injury occurred, and you're really right now down to like, I mean, you'd say it's a rotation of six. It's really yeah, starters. Played, it's really just the starters right seven. now. Yeah, I think he, that was it. The seven players played at all in the game the other day, and well, you could just sort of feel that thing coming, couldn't you? And, and uh, uh, I, it's it's interesting. I saw Corey Beck after the game, and of course his daughter Kariah, uh played for Fayetteville High School. Uh, she's a a fourth-year senior, uh, I wouldn't be astonished if she showed up at Arkansas next year and for that fifth year. And if that would, were to happen, uh, you would have her and Scott in, in tandem. And if she's got one-tenth of Corey's uh, tough-mindedness you know, and leadership ability, I think that's something this team could use. Grant, what are we going to do with KJ here? What's going to happen? Is he is he is he going in the portal? Is he not? Why do you think he has not made any public decision yet? Uh, it feels as if uh, maybe the NIL stuff isn't right yet for him. You know, I mean, the last time we heard Sam, uh, he was sort of indicating that that probably was it for KJ, and uh, they brought this other guy in, Matty, six foot six, right from Boise State. He's like, uh, I've, I've seen a picture of him. I haven't seen him play yet. What, what are your thoughts? You think he can go? Well, he can. They say, say he can really run like you. I mean, maybe not like you, but he can run <laughs> fast and and throw it. And then Bobby obviously must have liked him to you know seen his uh, film and everything. So uh, I don't know that they would have done that if they thought KJ was was coming back. So we'll just so they they got to do something pretty soon, right? Five quarterbacks are a lot. I mean, that, that that's a lot. Four sometimes yeah. feels like a lot, but five is five is a lot. Maybe that's the only sign we need to see. You yeah. know, if they, may, maybe there was some Matt, there had to been some form of communication here about it. We're going to go into the portal, get in a quarterback. He's been Sam's been open about that for three weeks. Hey, when you're one and seven, you you got to get better at a lot of positions, and I I think a healthy competition uh will will, will be good. 
Yeah, I think so. And, I, and of course, uh, I mean, we just got to wait and see, I guess. I mean, there, there were rumors that KJ might land at Mississippi State or maybe at South Carolina where Loggins is, but, uh, you know, nothing's happened, so we don't know. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian Dining Room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com dining for reservations and complete menu items. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Jim in Mountainburg wants to make sure we're not doing any Barry Manilow trivia. It's it's one thing per month. We'll do Beatles this month. We'll figure out what happens next month for Christian because the kid needs some music education. And then Clay can do uh, can get him on George Strait at some point, right, Clay? <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, my favorite trick is to put somebody in my truck and put on the his uh, his CD or uh, it's in my phone now. It's not a CD. It's in my phone, but the album Fifty Number Ones. But don't tell them it's 50 number ones and then try to get them to guess which ones are number ones and which which ones aren't. And they'll guess some of them. Uh, they're pretty obvious. These are some number ones. Then they might not know one. And I said, well, that one's number one, too. And then when we get about 30 in, they realize they're all number ones. I think in college, Clay, uh, Jeb and, and, and myself, we had because it was a two-CD thing, and like I would have one of it the is, CDs, yeah, and then he, he would have one of the CDs, and then we would trade it out. Yeah, George, George Trace the GOAT. That's, that's when you know you boys weren't getting paid, right? <laughs> <laughs> when, y'all, when y'all couldn't afford to each own your, your own 50, 50 uh, number ones. Yep. I saw a picture online of uh, uh, Jeb's daddy is a player and he's about ready to to hit somebody and i was like boy i wouldn't want that man hit me <laughs> ronnie though the former head coach at harding have you seen Har- now harding play saturday have you they been keeping up with that yeah they're going to mckinney to play colorado school of mines which is uh, a really inter- you know school of mines sounds like it would not be you know our kind of school there might be work in the mines but it's a I think it's a technology school, and it's really high, you know, high quality um, as a school. Um, I, I have more respect for that school than I do the University of Colorado, and that's who they're getting to play. And it it'll be a tough game. Um, we'll see if Colorado School of Mines can get them to pass because they don't pass much. It's one or two or three a game. Harding. The, the, the well, Wyatt Simmons, the linebacker out of Harding Academy, his father's the coach there, of course. He's, that is correct. He's, he's pretty legit. Uh, didn't go to many or any camps, so he's you know I've read about his dad's him. camps. Yeah. Right. Well, well, we talked with Nate Olson about him last week, and uh, the the word under recruited has been thrown out there, but he's as rock solid as a commitment, I think, is uh, as, yes. as as same as the guys have. Did you? John, see his, John's a trout fisherman in. Uh, of pretty good uh, quality too, but he he doesn't fly fish. He's a spin spin guy, and fishes with trout magnet. But that family fishing and hunting is is their deal. I understand that Sam and and Bobby went to do an in maybe it was Travis to an in home visit last week. It might have been, and the dad and the son call says you don't need to come here, <laughs> and they're like well that makes them more interested to come, and he's like. Coach, you're, we're solid as a rock. Go recruit somebody else. Yeah, go go talk to somebody that, don't that need actually to come might here. be a little shaky on commitment. Yeah, <laughs> they came anyway. Yep, as they should have. Because they wanted to be fed. Did you see in this in this tra- this uh, this window this warp zone that is came close that uh, Raheem Sanders is uh, he's a South Carolina Gamecock now. Has it been official? I yet? think so. Uh, that's that's 
that was the word for about the last 48 hours and you know i attribute that you know the relationship with with the dow logins and your old teammate, Matt. Yeah, I mean that's a great. He's the, if Raheem is is healthy. That's a fit. I, I thought he was our best offensive player. Uh, now he was hurt all year, but it's uh, you know the Razorback Hogs. You lose your best defensive player to a in conference uh, foe, and then you, you lose your best offensive player to an in conference foe as well. Well, you're not going to play him. He's, you're not going to play South Carolina next year. No, okay. no, yeah, they won't play him. Which uh, I don't know if that makes it better or worse or whatever. But you, you won't you won't have to. See see him on the other sideline i think he bounces uh, back might, Clay. you know if he's healthy i think he'll be fine yeah i mean it's he it looks like that he needs to drop a few pounds that he might have overdone it there and and i, I get it you know you you know bigger without losing speed you think you you got it but sometimes that's just too much on the joints but he he tried to play about 15 pounds heavier than than last year and i I remember watching Cobbs do that and it didn't work. And uh, John McDonald said over and over and over, if you're a skilled athlete in a in a running back would would definitely be that. You do not want to add weight. If you're if you're successful at a weight, don't go bigger. And um, you know that that might have been some advice he could have given Rocket before last year. Too late. <laughs> it's interesting too because I mean if you're going to pick one other team in the sec that had as much as as much trouble if not more with the offensive line line and just overall running the football it's south carolina you know and i know that they've had a real steady stream in the in the warp zone uh but that's interesting i mean it it's obviously a lot closer to home for him closer to florida closer to his kid he's a proven he's he's a proven guy too don't you think that has something to do with it with his former relationship with coach loggins because if he's hit. oh yeah it does yeah it does I mean in in Dallas I think is a good recruiter and, and it's it's always about relationships with him I mean I, I haven't been around him in the last you know what thirty years but still I feel like I know him just like I do you Matt because just out of the blue I get a text I mean it's it, when he's been in the NFL stadiums on Saturday getting ready, you know, like their walkthroughs, I'll get a text. It's like, is this score right? You know, you look at the Arkansas score. It could be that they're way ahead or it could be they're way behind. I was like, yes, sir, that's right. Yeah, he loves <laughs> yeah. the Hogs. Yep. It doesn't look like there's any official announcement from Rocket because that's where it comes from now. It all comes from the player and their social media. So um, this is this is uh, maybe a hair premature, but it's still – that's where it looks like. There's usually where there's – well, there's some smoke. There's some fire. So I, I would, I'd well, be surprised if money, that's not where he goes. Yeah. And I think the money, because he was kind of banged up, he might his value might be, you know, a fair price. You know, if it's, uh, do they pay on last year? Or do they pay on two years ago? I mean, when you're, I pay if he passes a physical. I, I got to see that. Well, need. see, I don't think they do any physicals anymore. I don't think you can. I don't think you can come on a visit and they give you a physical. Wow. I don't think they can do that. That would would seem logical to do that. I, I get it, Matt. I agree with you, but I'm not sure that that's what they do. Text in from Ross and Paris. I mean, he's 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 leaning into this twice in the last hour. Nobody wants KJ. If KJ was wanted, he'd already be he'd already be gone. And I mean, I don't think that's true. I think I think you'll find there are plenty There's of players, multiple places, plenty of players that are going into the zone right now. That KJ will be a starting quarterback somewhere next year. Absolutely. I just think he's not sure. I think obviously. I mean, if you're sure of what you want to do, you would have done if, it by now. If you've got a really bad offensive line, I wouldn't want him because <laughs> it's not going to matter. It won't matter who you bring. Just by, don't spend money on him. Spend it on your offensive line. Well, let me lean into Ross's point just a little bit here, and then we'll, and then we'll take some calls. Just to just to play devil's advocate advocate about this, um, you know, KJ is a three year captain at Arkansas. Well, why bring in a quarterback? I think does Green have two years of eligibility left? I think he's got two I, I left. I believe he does. So we bring why bring in one quarterback when you have three others and maybe a fourth if KJ's there uh, that you bring in out of the out of the warp zone. Um, why Why did the team regress offensively this year? Yes, the line is part of it, but I think in Ross's mind and plenty of others that, that the quarterback play was part of it. Leadership, was that, was that an issue for, well, for K.J. this year? Well, let's, let's be honest. If, if he was running the same offense that he ran the last three years, I don't believe that you'd see you know, the, 
the problems. And it was changing offenses, changing offensive line, changing wide receivers. I mean, it was the whole thing. It wasn't just one. It wasn't. It wasn't just one thing. Uh, and if you look, and if you if if you run that offense, if you run a pure RPO, you know where he's not having to make decisions and drop back passing. Well, why couldn't he be successful? I think so. It wasn't like he did it just one time, right? Um, and the games that were problematic two years ago were not the games he played. It was the games that he didn't play. You know, outside of the you know the the bobble at Texas, you know that that cost him the Texas A&M game, along with the missed field goal. But I, the 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 folks, I saw something on Facebook a little while ago. C.J. McLean, who played Arkansas, was the defensive end oh, 20 years ago. And he's from Mississippi, and he's like, just come on back home. The, the, these Mississippi schools, somebody's going to want you, Mississippi State, or I guess Ole Miss doesn't have a need for a quarterback. But he he kind of spoke about the way he heard folks uh, talk about him, you know, when he was injured and having trouble getting on the field, uh, trashing him when he was at Arkansas, and he had a great senior year. It, you know, sometimes we, we remember – the the you know the unfortunate things the bad a lot more than we remember the good and I I just remember KJ making an awful lot of plays the last previous two years at Arkansas I remember his health and availability kind of being the key to uh, <laughs> to, to the 2022 season healthy available you played much better than when he wasn't let's take a couple of calls and then we'll uh, we'll hit the break here's our McClarty Daniel hotline and Charlie's up first hey Charlie what's going on. What's up, guys? What's up, Clay? How's everything going? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, well, guys, I, you know, Phil, you might can play devil's advocate, and no, well, you can play both sides, Phil. You're you're just you're so. Uh, that's you're one so of the things I specialize in is playing both sides. <laughs> you're good, at it. That works but, to uh, a point. Say, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I will say this, you know, I, you know, if you guys remember when Tom Brady left New England. I don't know. Clay, it might have been you who mentioned this, but when he was picking Tampa Bay, he didn't want to go to a team that had a bad offensive line. You know, to me as a quarterback, um, you know, it really hurts your confidence if you don't have trust in the guys up front. Now, he can go to a press conference and say otherwise, but he's not going to throw his teammates under the bus. And so this idea that he wasn't a leader and all of that, just because he wasn't, you know, the kind of leader that everybody wants him to be up in everybody's face and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't make him not a leader. Uh, as Matt has always talked about, everybody leads in different ways. I mean, you know, it doesn't make K.J. a bad leader. I think K.J. struggled because everyone else struggled this year. It wasn't like it was just a, you know, one-person thing. It was a whole thing. It was everything. And so I'm not, I'm not buying that. When you draw back, you know, you look at Dak right now, Matt. He's taking a when he's dropping back in this offense that he's there with McCarthy, he's looking at one two, and if it ain't there, he's already buying time and getting out of there. And so it's a true West Coast offense. And I'm I'm just saying that when you're dropping back and your first read is not there and somebody's already hitting you, that's a problem. I don't care who you have back there. And Corey, I wanted to ask you too before I go. You know, we brought we've got this one guy coming in uh, as far as offensive line goes. You know, is a little bit of concern. You know, I know we got time, but a little bit of concern that we haven't had more, you know, so far because or are they banking on the fact that these other guys are going to really develop? The main thing for me is competition at every position. I don't think nobody deserves anything with this team other than maybe Landon Jackson, you guys pointed out yesterday. So, anyways, y'all have a good one. All right, yeah, Charlie, the, thanks. The, the timing of it is, is, is going to play out over a, a period of 10, 10, 12 days. The, the, you know, the, the portal's open for a little while. Uh, there, there's guys that, you know, they want to take, take five visits or three visits. Well, they can't visit them all on the same weekend. So I look and there's, you know, I check the recruiting sites and you can see, you know, this guy's coming in today. This guy's coming in in two days. This guy's coming in four days. So it's, uh, you can't commit them before they make their visit. It's just that doesn't happen very often. So it's got to play out, and I, they're they're in 
you know, they're in the hunt for it looks like a good number of offensive linemen. They're in the hunt uh, for, you know, for other players, you know, that around, you know, linebackers per se. And I know they need to fill out the depth. You know, they lost Crook and they lost, uh, you know, Poopall. And so, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that's a position of concern, just like these other positions. But it, you, you take them as they can come. They're finishing up finals. They're not going to take a visit until they done. They did their finals. Um, so that's all happening. Uh, I don't think it's a where you know you just flip the switch and say the portal's open and now you've got them all committed because that doesn't doesn't work that way. They've got to visit first. Let's take one more call, then the break. Jackie and Crossett is here on the Clardy Daniel Hotline. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I had a couple of questions, but one of them y'all done discuss, and that's about KJ. Is he going? Is he staying? And what you going to do with all the quarterbacks there if he does stay? And my other question is, how in the world does the lady Razorbacks let Pine Bluff be them? I mean, that's the deal with playing an in-state. If you win, you're supposed to win, and if you lose, why? Is that, Did you watch any of that game, better? Jackie? I, I just got to see a little bit of the highlight. Pine Bluff is a lot better than people think. That, that, that's oh, okay. that's top of the list. That is the top reason why. Second reason is that Arkansas doesn't have great depth right now, and they played fairly well for about two and a half quarters and then just ran out of gas. I mean, most of the minutes are being played by the starting five. Um, And I agree. Look, I mean, no excuses on it. No in-state team should come into Bud Walton and win a game. I felt the same way about Little Rock beating the uh, Razorback baseball team at Baum Walker. Baseball and basketball are much different. That team went to the went to Omaha. Uh, you know, right now the women's basketball team is dealing with issues of a completely different kind, and it's depth top of the list, absolute top of the list. But that's not a that's not the I think the way that you kind of understand uh, a SWAC team because I think that's the best team in the SWAC, and I think they'd be able to compete fairly well with uh, some other division, uh, with other Power 5 programs. It was a rough day, though. There's no doubt about that, Jackie. You should not be losing to UAPB. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. I don't think it was any uh, surprise or any coincidence that right after Arkansas Edge NIL program was announced, the Keyshawn Blackstock was the first Arkansas, well, the first player to announce he would be a Razorback going into the Mario Warp Zone. <coughs> By the way, uh, Clay, we have instituted through the end of the month uh, what we are called. Can I say the words just so I can describe this to Clay, Matt? Yeah, well, I got to. I got. To, I know what the words are. Okay. So sure. just tell me what the fine is. One dollar per usage. You said you used the p word twice in the last in the last. But that uh, was segment. before I, I I wasn't on the clock. Yeah, you you weren't you weren't aware of the soccer of the has a they have a, a summer window and a winter window, so they have the same same thing that's the same thing look at that it's a is it a zone or it's a window isn't it well they call it um yeah it's just uh it's the so they i think they how use about the we just call it the, as well we'll call it the uh the escape hatch that's that can be your terminology for it we have he gone zone we have the maria warp zone and the escape hatch i like this so it's like the it's like watching star trek beam me up scotty <laughs> All right, so we're at, we're at uh, we're at seventeen dollars. That's what it is. Okay, so Keyshawn. So Black where's Stock. this money going? To the Christian Johnston uh, Musical Educational. Fund. Oh, okay. So, so he definitely is is assigning the fines. 
Well, I'm the one that's But he can lose dollars when he fails the Beatles trivia. He doesn't want it to go to musical education. He just wants the money. <laughs> but he doesn't get the money. He gets the smarts. He gets the musical education and that. Matt, let me just be honest about this here. It, what are you going to do when you get older? You've got to quote movies. You've got to quote lyrics. You've got to talk. You've got to be able to communicate through pop culture, Christian. This is so important. That is true. I'd be screwed. His, his next puppy dog will be a tribute to the Beatles. <laughs> I would be screwed right now. The puppy dog will be named Walrus, won't it? That's exactly what it's going to be named. Uh, I'm going right. to name it the Yellow Submarine. So Blackstock decides to be a Razorback right after Arkansas Edge NIL was announced. I think that's just a coincidence. Well, but the year before, I guess it was, what, six or seven months before, this according to Blackstock on an interview on uh, The Buzz in Little Rock yesterday, uh, that he wanted to be a Razorback. He was ready to commit, uh, and then Sam Pittman comes to him and says, we're not right with NIL right now. We don't have enough. We don't have enough NIL for you. And he decides at that point, all right, I guess this, this can't be the place. So he goes to Michigan State. What did he get into? Maybe two or three games before he decided to jump into the escape hatch, and now he's the first Razorback to decide that he's going to come play for Arkansas now. Well, I, I get all that, but it's not like they knew they were going they make the announcement on you know the edge, but they they've been telling him we we're fine with money now. I mean, I don't think it. He had to wait for the announcement. Uh, that that's just a, that's just a coincidence. The timing was just right, uh, but it, I'm sure the money is part of it. It always hey, when they say it's not about the money, it's about the money. Well, is I mean, is that why you missed? They missed out on. On I guess how many I think Danny told Danny West told us three three or four offensive linemen that they were trying to target and missed out on them was it was it a lack of available funds is that what that's about it seems like it could be it could be yeah I mean it's I think it's always part of it yeah I don't think it's you know depending on how much I guess if you're Spending 1.9 on the quarterback and the running back, he's like, okay, we just we're going to go light on offensive line freshman this year. But I don't can, know. But then, but then, so the Blackstock, Blackstock, and I'm going to get into his mind for a minute here and try to think about this because we're we've been wondering what is the most important thing about where you choose to go play college football? Is it the coaches? Is it the is it the the, the, the facilities, is it the fan base, is it the available playing time, is it the league they're playing in, or is it, ju- or is it mostly the money? And in, in this case, you had a kid, look, Michigan State's in a good league. It's a, it was a halfway decent program, but uh, obviously they're, they're, they're back to rebuilding again. Um, but if you wanted to come to Arkansas, why not? Why not come to Arkansas? It's pretty obvious there was available playing time here for a good offensive lineman, so it's only about the money in that case. That's what I see. I mean, it's like, all right, well, maybe Michigan State's a place where I can develop and play, but he didn't play much there. He didn't develop much there. Yeah, I think you're 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 kind of sliding by, which I think is 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 one of the reasons you pick a school is because of an assistant coach, and the relationship is so important. I mean, that's. That's uh, that's how you get to know the school. Is that you get to know that coach? It's like, and I know the recruiting writers will ask these guys, "Do you see yourself, you know, uh, playing for this guy? Do you see your?" In that's a lot of the conversation, and I, I think opportunity, and I think relationship, and then obviously the money is part of it too. It feels in this case that it was a, that the money was a, uh, if not the decide. I think it was the deciding factor, because if it came down to, well, I want to play at Arkansas, but they don't have money for me, so I'm going to go play at Michigan State. Then that tells me that money was the deciding factor here. And it would have been okay playing for Cody Kennedy, but the money wasn't right. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's like here's my offer. Can you match it? Well, no, I can't. I mean, you either can or you can't. Yeah. You either can or you can't. And, and, and man, that always felt like a professional sports conversation. And, and now it's a conversation that you're having with, gosh, I mean, how many different players on, a, on, a, on an annual basis when it comes into December? And they've got to have the same conversation all over again once you get, once you get through spring ball. 
doesn't look like anybody is, is committed to Arkansas yet. We're still, you know, still waiting on a few of these guys that have, uh, that have committed, or not committed, at least visited over the past few days. And all positions that uh, certainly look like uh, they're positions of need. Bet Online is your football. number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, winter seasonal beers, eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. D and Fort Smith texts in the big elephant in the room. Like, there isn't an elephant big enough to even fit inside the United Center for the awkwardness with Michael Jordan Jr. dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Like, I mean, are they going to be on the court at the same time? Is that a real thing? I think it is. It absolutely is. This has been going on for a while now. That's just weird. It's nuts. It's totally nuts. I mean, again, there's no elephant in the world that would fit inside the United Center as big as that one. Gosh almighty, that'll be so entertaining. JR is on the McClarty Daniel hotline. JR, how are you? Good. How you got done? Great, thank you. Yeah, real quick question. A couple scenarios here. Uh, you can go over them. At the situation with this uh, transfer portal, NIL, I know it's be, all that. There'll be an extra dollar there, JR. You know that those are important terms. That we're up at uh, 18 I'm, bucks. Okay. It's all right, go ahead. I'll try to, I'll try, I'll try to make it as yeah, simple I'll, as I'll I can. I'll put your dollar in for you, okay? Okay, what what what's going to happen here if we get toward the end of this transfer portal and KJ hasn't made up his mind of what he's, what he's going to do uh, with a quarterback room getting awfully crowded? I mean, is this going to be one of those situations where you know he's going to be asked you know to vacate the program, you know, to make room? I mean, is he truly staying around for the NIL money, or is he going to want to compete against competition coming in? So anyway, that's my point. Well, if he stays, he's going to have to compete. That's a that's a given. That uh, Bobby Petrino doesn't do it any other way, and I don't think Sam does either. I mean, there it's not going to be a position that's given. So, so that he, you know, he needs to be careful about that. But I, I don't think I think it's going to work out. Don't you feel? I do too. I, I, I really do because I th- anybody would have five quarterbacks. I mean, they're going to feel really good about KJ Jackson coming in. You know, they feel good about Jacoby Brisa, uh, about uh, uh, Criswell, um, Singleton. I mean, we've heard all all kinds of great oh, things about he's, Singleton. He's got a lot of potential too. Yep. And, and then you're bringing in what what feels like a raw but very possibly capable quarterback that might be able to win you some games and Taylor Green. So, I mean, to me, that's, a, that, that's the writing on the wall right there. This is not your job any longer, KJ. And if you think it is, you're going to have to come in here and win it. And I truly don't think, has he ever really had to compete to be the number one quarterback at Arkansas? They've said previous years, you know, you got to win the job. But I felt like he was anointed going into that third year. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been. It's just it's a whole different situation now. You're not automatically the team captain. You're not automatically QB1 because there's a lot of competition here. But will it be the same anywhere else? That's part of yeah, the thing I, I wonder about. You figure that he's looking for opportunity. I mean, he, the, the last thing he'd want to do is sit on the bench at Arkansas. 
I mean, it's, he he thinks that he's going to play at the next level, and he just needs you know to have a good year going into the into the draft. So he, you know he's, he's betting on himself that he's going to, but it's it's. Uh, and could you see a TCU? It's all, it just it's, it just everybody thinks that as soon as the portal opens that. Everybody runs and it's over in a couple That's of days. Why there's thirty days, right? It's that is exactly right. And this is another thing that nobody's taking into account. They're in finals. TCU. I mean, that that would that would feel. I mean, to be the same offense, right? As long as Kendall Bryles isn't job hopping after a year. When he's got one year left, I mean, he knows the offense. We he shines in that 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 KB offense. Um, it'll be but, interesting, and, but yeah. they've got a quarterback. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't. I, I, I thought they went yeah, through Chandler three Morris. of them. I thought they went through three of them this year at TCU. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I mean, it's not. I mean, but is that the perfect opportunity? No, there's. It's not a void. I might have to drive over there and hang out with y'all Thursday night. How long of a drive is that for you, Clay? About an hour. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, not bad. Yeah. Work. There's times where I, you know drive to Norfolk, you know, if uh, you know one of the stores has the right thing there and I can't get it in Mountain Home, I, that's not that's not a trek, so to speak. That's pretty there. Absolutely. Oh, I love I love Harrison. Yep. Uh, the, the drives, though, are now. Now you can see through all of the tree limbs because there's pretty much all yeah, falling so, down. So you guys from Fort Smith to Harrison, you all drive to, to Fayetteville and hook it over? Um, that's that's what or I do. you hit those. Uh, that's what I do. Some of those back roads, maybe go down to Highway Seven and come up. That's the that's the most beautiful. What is that? Uh, is that twenty three? The to Ozark. Yeah, you could do that. That's yeah. that's pretty. Yeah, twenty three or or twenty one and hook it up to seven. That'd be my that'd be my guess. Go down. Uh, twenty one is Clarksville, I believe, and then it goes up and. Um, then you hook on to seven. I'll be making the uh, right turn in Conway up sixty-five, That's, pretty much the whole. Oh way. yeah, you're coming that way. Yeah, I'm still. My brain is still trained to slow down anytime I come through Damascus. <laughs> well, they don't have the speed traps anymore. I mean, yeah, they took away their. They took away their. I mean, Barney lost his one bullet, and the whole works. They got shut down by the state, I think. Well, it, it's still the it's the, the speed it's trap still works though. It's not making them any money, but it gets me to slow down. Yeah, <laughs> out of just out of previous experience. Yeah, well, hey, there's some pretty places all through there. I mean, you get up around Shirley and Harriet, you know, Big Flat, Yaleville. Those those are just gorgeous drives. You can just you can back in COVID, Gene and I'd pack a lunch and we'd do in a big circle drive, you know, over North Arkansas and just kinda, you know, stop and have our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches somewhere and, and enjoy the drive. Just so such a pretty place to live. No no kidding. Harrison, it goes to the net. Yep. It, it really is. It took me about, I don't know, I guess after the Springfield Cardinals joined the Texas League, started making that drive up, Little Rock to, to Springfield a lot. It's like, my gosh, I do live in God's country. Just didn't quite realize it until a couple of years in. We got our 20th, uh, our 20th dollar into the musical education fund for Christian Johnston. Could this be sort of attached to the uh, student Athlete Educational Trust Fund that um, Charlie Baker's NCAA proposal for the new Division One sub uh, subdivision. These things can exactly be the same. Together. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Wow. All right. Christian Little, did you realize that you uh, were going to use your um, your college uh, college athletics eligibility in a totally different way than you planned on? Um, 877-377-6963. Calls and texts come in on the McClarty Daniel hotline. We're going to go to Greg, who uh, held through that last break. Greg, how you doing? Hey, pretty good, guys. Nice and getting not as cold as it was yesterday, so that's always a good thing. I hear the golf course calling me, Matt. Uh, question for you. Uh, how is the NIL and the zone... Uh, affecting red shirting because because uh, I I know back in the day you get a good, you get some good freshmen in there where you're going to want to red shirt them let them carry a clipboard for a year let them learn the system so then when these upperclassmen are out of here they're 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 lined up ready to go so how does 
the NIL and the zone affect Richard? I'll get off here and see what you guys comments on that. All right, very good. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Redshirting to me feels like it's still a thing for first-year players for the most part unless there's an injury and you, you don't play your four games uh anybody that that, that came in uh, that warped in did they redshirt this every year? you know it's been 20 years ago but it seemed like every class that that houston got uh, my, my my four years up there there would be about five six freshmen that play i mean you don't really want a lot of uh, freshmen playing yeah you need to uh you need a red shirt you need a college offseason sometimes even two I think they still, you know, they're, they're still redshirting a lot of the linemen. Um, and, you know, it's that's a tough deal because if you tell them, hey, you're redshirting, uh, then they're not getting any playing time. And they, then the next question they're asking is, how does this affect my NIL? <laughs> yeah. the next, and I'm looking at the, the, the names of the players who've decided they're warping out. They're escaping into the hatch. Uh, and Bryce Stevens, we didn't see Stevens much at all this year, so that's a redshirt se- season. Sam Bakke, uh, I know that there was an injury. But that was know. discipline. Yeah, yeah that, that, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it he was dismissed. Like he, yeah, he was dismissed from the program. Okay. Uh, Manny Powell played this year. That was mostly on special not teams. Not much. Played a little special teams, and um, not sure that he had the same speed as before his injury. Jalen Lewis. Uh, and Joey Sua. Sua is the um, he was an off he was a really vocal uh, member of the incoming class on Twitter. But I don't I don't know how much of a future there was for him. So to about Sua, yes, I think he was injured a lot this year. So there you go. Speaking yeah. of uh, and I'll, I'll uh, speaking of the of the the warp zone and everything. So you know the NCAA has there's just how many different. How many different lawsuits that are coming in on them? Six or seven of them? Uh, basically all of them challenging various aspects of the NCAA pretty much being a trust uh, and, and tamping down any kind of competition. Uh, one of them is, is uh, how the NCAA still forces student-athletes to sit if they transfer for a second time. Well, there is a... There is a, a, a there's a case in the Ohio Supreme Court, and there's been a there's there's actually been a not a decision but there is a temporary restraining order. So I'll tell you the states of West Virginia, Colorado, Illinois, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, and Tennessee, all versus the NCAA in this case. These are, uh, these are quite a collection of red and blue states. So this supersedes any kind of politics is what it feels like. And there is now, according to Justin Williams, who uh, is a staff writer at The Athletic who covers college sports, there is a temporary restraining order for the next two weeks. Any college athlete currently seeking a second transfer gets immediate eligibility. So I mean, this is this is the same thing that happened with Tez Walker at uh, at North Carolina, uh, and a number of other players. Do that, they have to be on track to graduate? You know, are there any type of academic guidelines that you know? I get it. Once you graduate, that they they let you transfer again. Seems like you'd wait. It's a, still a student athlete, right? Well, what I think the the case is trying to argue is is that it is illegally. Um, Restraining a student athlete from from an ability to earn. Uh, I don't know if it's a matter of the playing or if it's a matter of the earning necessarily. Uh, and it's all it's an organization that's unilaterally doing this. And remember, the labor has no representation here, so they're just told how it's going to be. And th- this is one reason why. And I feel like this was sort of. I mean, it felt like it was <clears throat> like that 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 uh, the story at least tried to make it secondary to. The, the new subdivision in Division One that Charlie Baker wants, he's also still basically begging, getting down on hands and knees, hands together, and begging Congress for uh, antitrust uh, for the NCAA. Otherwise, without antitrust legislation that grants the NCAA the same thing that Major League Baseball gets, I don't think that organization exists any longer because they'll end up the loser in, in virtually all of these lawsuits, and they'll be viable for billions of dollars. I don't know if they'll have that. 
that doesn't seem like the way to go. I mean, it, uh, you know, the, the to expect to get an antitrust exemption from Congress. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think they're they're going to wait and see what the courts decide on some of these suits, and then it'll get interesting. I mean, it's just um, there does not appear to me anything that I've seen on the table a good solution yet. Mm-hmm. I agree. Doesn't feel like there is because it feels like something's got to blow up before you figure how to reconfigure it again and and organize this and whatever. And I've wondered, what is the cataclysmic event that does in the industry of college sports? I don't know if it's a matter of if ESPN goes insolvent, the rest of the leagues end up suffering from that. If the NCAA were to go insolvent, then the leagues are out for themselves. Um, And I think that could actually be the thing that happens. Yeah. I I just think it's going to be a Supreme Court case where the affirming decision says this is what you need to do <laughs> and they'll do it yeah like you're gonna, the student athlete uh, game is over their employees uh you're going to pay them workers comp and then they're going to they're going to all review okay maybe we can't pay six million to coaches maybe we maybe the model just completely gets broken in the meantime, I mean, there's this 14-day window within the 30-day uh, He Gone Zone escape patch Mario Warp in which some players that might have already transferred once and they're thinking, I, I don't want to have to go through the waiver process. I'd be interested to see how many more players jump into that escape patch now over these next two weeks. Several. Probably a lot of them. Yep. Uh, that would feel that their movement Several was restricted protein. because they'd already moved once. Tank Booker would be one of them. I don't know the situation with Booker's academics or where he sits in as far as graduating is concerned, but that's one year at Arkansas and gone in, into, the, into the warp zone again. And I think he's the only one that, that, uh, that, zone, that warped that in that. And, is, yeah. and is escaping out after one year. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.